Hey guys, this is Naeem and you've reached the Mosaic Church Podcast. So excited that you're part of our listening community and I'd love for you to be even more connected. So check out our website. There's more content there and there's more opportunities for you to get connected in our ministries and events as well. Also, love for you to share this content. If this is blessed to you, I know that God wants to use you to bless other people with it. So share this podcast, if you will. Lastly, would you consider supporting this ministry? This is made possible by other people's generosity, and I'd love for you to pay it forward. Join us to reclaim the message and the movement of Jesus together. So would you consider giving to this ministry? I know that God is able to do immeasurably more through us when we come together. Thank you so much. God bless you and enjoy. Welcome in the house. Glad you guys are here. And those of you who are joining online, yes, man, we are so glad you're here. You know, Joel was amazing, even for an Indian. Even for an Indian. If you don't know what I'm talking about, the guy who was there, I'm Pakistani, he's Indian, we've got this thing. Anyways, but... Man, it is a blessing for him to be here, and uh, so we're in a brand new, not brand new series, we're in an old series, uh, but we're ending it uh, t- today. Um, so if you're joining and you're not, uh, not knowing what exactly what we're talking about, we're in this conversation talking about becoming a certain kind of people, coming, becoming a certain kind of of, of, of of church, because it's so important for us to do that. And so I'm concluding, I'm concluding, and uh, man, uh, like Chris mentioned, uh, if you've got those uh, volunteer brochures or whatever, we are going to two services, we're excited about that, and it's going to be great, and I want you to think about that, because I am going to come around, and you're like, are you going to talk about this, are you going to ask me to volunteer, the answer, my friends, is yes. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. But we're going to get there in just a little bit. We're going to get there. Now, first of all, let me ask a question really quick. Do you know anybody who is extra? You know what that word means? Extra. You know someone? You know someone? Don't point. Don't point. Okay? No, don't do that. I know someone who's extra. She's on staff, people. She's on staff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to come out here. Those of you who don't know, she's going to come out here in a little bit. And you're going to go, oh, yeah, she's definitely extra. Just by, by what she's wearing. I'm not going to mention her name. Listen, listen, I don't want to talk about Kristen. No, no, no. Listen, we, we honor our pastors here. But, yeah, we know some extra people. Right? You do too. You do too. Have you ever heard this term? I got introduced to it as an as a, as a early on Christian because I grew up in a Muslim faith. But there was this phrase that Christians would use. It's called EGR. Anybody know what that is? EGR. Okay, see, see, here's the great thing about Mosaic. None of you guys were Christians. So that's the great thing. Like, you have no past history. You're like, I don't know what, what, what we're doing here. Uh, you know what, this is a church, right? Hello. Okay. Uh, but EGR is extra grace required, people. You're like, mm, write that down, write that down. You're like, I don't take notes, write that down. Extra grace required people are in the Christian world are people who you just need extra grace for. Now, you're thinking of like, I, 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 don't, I don't need extra grace. I need extra something else, medication for this, the kind of people I have to deal with at work. Like, that's what I've got. But you know, and I know people who are, who are extra, who need extra, uh, maybe even require extra, right? So this morning, I want to give you permission to be extra. Yeah, okay, one person <laughs> is excited. So let's do this. Let's do this. Okay, let's turn to your neighbors, turn to your people uh, in, your, you know, in your house and just go, I can be extra. You can be extra. Go ahead. Go ahead. You can be extra. <laughs> you can be extra. Because, okay... Okay, 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 stop it. Now you guys are talking. Uh, you know what's interesting? Extra doesn't have to be always bad. 
In fact, it's, it's really a good thing uh, if it's, uh, it's healthy. Um, so uh, last week I was in California and I spoke at a church and, uh, uh, in Southern California. I took my uh, daughter with me. And so the plan was we were going to fly into John Wayne Airport, which is the coolest name. Anyways, we're going to fly there and then we're going to rent a car and uh, go into Orange County and then maybe even visit L.A. So that was the plan. So we got off the plane. It was a long trip. It's all good. But we got there. We got to the rental uh, place. And we, so I walked walked in, and there was obviously something going on here. There was a person who was a little bit upset, but, uh, you know, I was like, okay, I don't know what's going on, whatever. And But then we were there, and my daughter's right next to me, and so we walk up to the window, and this lady comes uh, up, and she says, hello, and she starts talking, and she, if you've ever rented a car, you know the deal. They, they, they go, okay, your confirmation number, you know, it's the basic stuff. Confirmation, do you need insurance? You really should get insurance. You're like, no, I don't need insurance, that whole thing. That does not happen, by the way. What does happen is that she goes, hey, so um, what's, your, what's your full name? My name, Fazel. She's like, oh, cool. Um, is, your is this your daughter? I'm like, yes. Okay, so how long, um, uh, how long are you going to be here? I'm like, how long are you going to be here? I'm like, uh, I don't know, like maybe a couple days. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, so what are you, uh, what, what's your, what you doing here? I was like, what? So, first of all, like I said, I am an immigrant. So, that gave me trauma. Like, it triggered my custom, you know, being in the custom, like, going through customs, right? It, like, those of you who are like, I don't know what you're talking about. No, they ask you questions like, how long are you going to be in this country? Leave right now. Like, that's kind of like the vibe. So, I'm like, uh, I'm just, yeah, for a couple of days, she's my daughter. I, 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 I'm telling you, seriously, I did not kidnap her. We're here. She's like, um, what, um, how long are you staying for? I'm like, tell her that. What are you doing here? I'm like, well, actually, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm speaking at it. I'm speaking, and I don't want to tell people I'm speaking at the church because it gets weird. Anyways, so I'm like, I'm speaking. She's like, I'm speaking. Like, I'm like, I'm speaking at the church. She's like, okay, what church? I was like, uh, uh, Saddleback Church. She's like, oh, Saddleback Church, because Saddleback, by the way, is a huge, huge church, like 40,000 people. Okay, uh, campuses all over the world. And I go, um, yeah, Saddleback. She's like, oh, Saddleback. Okay. So I'm like, okay. I just want my paperwork. I just want to leave, right? She goes, oh well. Um, she's like, um, um, what are you going to be talking about? I was like, what? I'm like, uh, I'm looking at Nura. She's like, what is happening? Does this happen all the time? I'm like, uh, so all the while, by the way, this, 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 uh, this, uh, this incident that's happening on the side right here, the person's getting loud and, and the person's upset. This person right next to me is getting more and more upset. So while she's asking me or interrogating me here, there is a woman freaking out and super upset, and there's an employee trying to handle her. This woman is extremely calm because she's like, I'm going to get everything from this guy. Okay? So I'm like, uh, I, I'm, I'm in my mind, I'm like, listen, this is great, but don't you want to handle this person right here? Because she's like, ma'am, I cannot help you. Like, well, like, it's getting crazy up in here. Okay? And this woman is like, okay, so what are you talking about? I'm like, uh, I'm talking about being used by God. She's like, oh, being used by God. Okay. That's good. That's good. Awesome. Awesome. And I'm like, oh, are we going to have a service? Like, what will be happening? What's happening here? What's happening here? And then she starts talking about some stuff and this and that. And she's, I don't know, the culture and the whole thing. And she's just giving me or whatever. And then she finally gets the paperwork and all that. And she goes, okay, here. And so I go to grab it. She's, you know, in the window on the other side. I grab it. And she goes, Lord Jesus, I just pray that. She starts full on praying. <laughs> full on. I'm like, uh. Yeah, Jesus, yes, Jesus. Like, I'm like, I don't know what to do. And I'm hearing, yes, Jesus, yes. And this woman is like, I cannot believe you can't give me a refund. Like, this is happening. 
And I'm like, oh, God, just get this over with. Like, hey, let's just do this. She goes, amen, amen. All right, all right, I'm never coming back. All right, and I leave. I'm like, what is happening? She was extra. She was like, I am going to save this pastor. Like, that was her goal. She's like, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. And then, like, Nur and I were talking, like, is this normal? I was like, you know, it's not normal, obviously. Crazy things do happen with me. And, but I think there's a person, as a person, I kind of respect the fact that she wants to be kind of part of what God's doing. And I think all of humanity wants to be significant in people's lives. And even as followers of Jesus, like, we get into a place where we, you know, know God and we're learning and growing. But then it gets to a point where we're like, you know what, I wonder if there's more. And then being used by God to uh, impact someone's life is awesome. And you want to get that thrill. You want to get that, uh, that, uh, that, the reminder that God's actually working not just in you but through you. So I think it's okay to be a little bit extra uh, at times. And in fact, the scriptures tell us that. As we conclude this series, I want to give you that permission because I think that is what the world needs. Us being a little bit extra, not in the negative, but actually in the positive. So here's what I want to do. I want to go take you to a passage uh, in scripture. This is in the New Testament. It's in the book of Luke or Le- and um, Luke writes this account. Now, Luke is a very straight-up writer, okay? So if you ever read the Gospels, some of the writers kind of like go into it a little bit. And this guy is just matter-of-fact. And so we jump in. Let's just jump in right, right here. He says here, Luke chapter 5, says, One day Jesus was teaching, um, and Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They came from every village from, of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. So let's just talk about the context. So you have Jesus. He's actually in Capernaum. And there are people who have come like from a couple of hundred miles away. They're all coming and listening to him. But he's also gotten this fame in a sense. Because up to this moment, he has done some amazing miracles. Like he's healed lepers. So he's not like early on starting his deal. No, he's been in it. And man, I mean, he has gone viral. And people are talking about it. And so everybody's posting about it. And so they show up. And who also shows up are Pharisees and the teachers of the law. Which means the Pharisees are one, actually the word Pharisee means separated ones. These people are extremely holy people, uh, rabbis, who don't even touch unclean people. Like you've met people like that who are extremely religious, who live their lives like not connected to the real world. They're extremely holy people. They do not touch you. They do not eat certain, uh, certain things. They don't cut their hair. I mean, these are like religious people. And then you had teachers of the law, people who knew the, the Torah by heart. So what they were doing is they were coming to evaluate who this guy was because obviously he's doing some miracles, but what kind of miracles is he doing? Because back in those days, there were people who would do miracles, but they were not rabbis. They were not Jewish necessarily. They were like like either mystics. So you would hear these stories of people doing these really strange things. But this guy was, in fact, in one sense, a conservative rabbi, grew up and knew the Torah. He knew all the customs, but he was also doing these crazy miracles. So that's why they were there and they were trying to figure out what is going on. And so when it says the power of God was there to heal, basically it was that he was healing a lot of people 
that, that, this, the, uh, in this meeting. So there were so many people coming in, and he was healing them and healing them and healing them. And the context is that he was at this house. We don't know exactly what kind of house it was because Jesus never had like this. Okay, he, he, I don't know if he was super organized, honestly. I mean, Jesus is son of God. I get that. But like talk about being, like he just go to a place and start something. And they're like, okay, we're doing this. Yeah, we're doing this. Okay. So he goes to this house and he starts doing this. And then people keep coming and keep coming and keep, come, keep coming. And it's madhouse in there. And so that's when we continue the story. And it says here that some men carrying a paralyzed man on a what? Help me out. On a what? On a mat. They carried him on a mat and they tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. So now they've got, the, the, there are actually four guys. Uh, the, uh, the Mark actually talks about this. The book of Mark talks about this passage as well and kind of lays it out. But there were four guys trying to get in and it's crowded. And guess what? You cannot get in. Everybody is trying to get a healing, by the way. Right? They're all people who are trying to get healing. So it's not like everybody's just kind of watching the show and they don't let this paralyzed guy in. No, no, no. You've got other people who are sick as well. So they're like, okay, I love you, but my sister, but my brother, but my mom, I'm not quite sure. I'm not going to let you in. So these four guys come in with a mat with a guy and they can't get in. So what happens? When they could not find um, a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. Now, let's stop right here. Talk about creativity right here. We're like, okay, we're doing this. They don't let us out. Okay, we're, okay whose house is this? Oh, it's, 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 it's Jacob's house. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Do we, does it mean no Jacob? No. Maybe he's my cousin. Okay, well, uh, tell him I'm sorry. We're going to do this. So they go up. They figure out how to get up there. And then they start ripping up the, the roof, ripping up the roof, which is, I mean, unheard of. You're thinking, okay, because when we think of roof, we think of our houses. We think we live in this kind of world, Western world. We, we, I mean, uh, you, you can't do that. Have you ever worked on your roof? I haven't. No. Okay. But you can't do that. But in this context, you could. But they're ripping the roof up. They're getting super creative, and then they're like, hey, I know you're paralyzed, but here's what we're going to do. We're going <laughs> like, could you imagine the guy, like, he, like, I don't even know if he was down with it. Like, he was like, I'm not, I'm not down with this. I'm not down with this. I'm not down with this. I, I, I already can't walk. You're going to drop me. You're going to drop me. <laughs> right? It's not like he's blind or something, and he can't, no, no, no. He's like, dude, I'm already, I, like, as a guy, as a person who's been paralyzed, you're your reference to height has changed forever. Think about this. Your sight has always been pretty low. You've not even stood up for a while. Now all of a sudden, you're going up. And so his, he's freaking out a little bit. You could show, you could, for sure. Maybe they sedated him. I don't know. I don't know. But they put him on this mat. He's probably clinching like, oh, my gosh, this is happening. And so then the roof starts opening up. And I'm sure there are people going, why didn't we think of this? <laughs> right? We could have just jumped. We could have thrown our cousin. Hey, mom, just throw her in here it's because we can't get through the crowd. But no, they lower him. And it's really pretty fascinating because Jesus in all the accounts of the story, he, it's, the, the, the vibe, the attitude that Jesus has is pretty unique. I think it's very important for, for us to kind of hear this. Okay? So here is Jesus. And when Jesus saw their faith, which, by the way, is very important, he sees something that's invisible. 
Okay? So he saw their faith. He said, friend, your sins are forgiven. Now here's what's funny. If you're being lowered down and Jesus goes, hey, friend. And you're like, I can't, I can't wave. I'm holding on. Hi. Hi. And then he goes, friend. And people are like, oh, oh is, he, is this friend? Is he his friend? I'm not quite sure. Some people say, you know, man, whatever. But it's just like, it's, 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 a, it's a sign of endearment. endearment. It's like, it's like he's, he's, he's like being friendly. He's like, hey. And then he says, your sins are forgiven. Which is like, don't worry about the roof. Like, what is he saying? Like, because the guy's like, I'm not. If you're the person being lowered down, you're like, hey, hey, sorry. I'm the, I, I didn't come for forgiveness. Like, I didn't come for forgiveness. I came for something else. No, no. If I'm being lowered, I better be walking after this. Okay? Guilty or not guilty, I'm going. Like, I will walk in shame, but I need to walk. Like, I just, like that's what I need to do. But he comes, low, being, is lowered down, and Jesus says, your, um, uh, your sins are forgiven. And I wonder if he did this for, for the person on the ground or being lowered down, or did he do this for the separated ones and the experts of the law? Because this is what happens. The, uh, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, who is this fellow? Who is this man, right, who speaks blasphemy? What was blasphemous? What was blasphemous is based on the Torah. No one else can forgive sins except God. So he said, they said this, he said, who can forgive sins but God, what? God alone. So they start thinking to themselves, this is what's happening. And see, here's what's interesting. It says here, Jesus knew what they were thinking. See, with Jesus, if you're thinking something in your heart, if you're with him or around him, he hears you. Okay, so never do that. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you want to keep something private, don't even think about it. Don't even think about it. It's in your thought. He was like, oh, I know what you're thinking. No, no, don't get in my mind. So he already knew. He was like, hey, hey, so, so, so why are you thinking these things in your heart? And I'm sure the Pharisees like, uh, no, I'm, I didn't say anything. You didn't have to. You didn't have to say anything. He says, which is easier to say? Your sins are forgiven. Or to say, get up and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take up your mat, and go home. Immediately he stood up in front of them, took what he had been uh, laying on, and went home praising God. God. See, the, I think what's, there's so many, so many cool things about this story, but a couple of things. Number one is, is this idea of like, there's a faith that's practiced, and then there's a faith that's lived out. A faith that's practiced is a faith that's all about right and wrong, clean and unclean. It's about good and evil. It's about rituals and ceremonies. It's, a, it's, it's, it's kind of religion. It's faith that's practiced is the faith that you kind of maybe grew up in or you're used to, and you're like, this is the kind of faith that we know about, and this is what I do. It's practice faith. It's like this is what I, this is my thing. This is my thing, right? And it's very different because faith that's practice actually d does not lead us to become the people that God wants us to be. See, the faith that is lived out, the faith that is seen by God is not necessarily the faith that's practiced as in the teachers of the law and the Pharisees, the religious things that we do. It's actually the other extra stuff that we do. He saw their faith as they were lowering a guy down from the roof. Nothing spiritual about that. That's not like, hey, at the end of service, we're going to start lowering people down. No, that is not a ceremony that happens. But he saw their faith in that versus the, the, the people who had practiced, practiced so much faith in their life, but yet had none. 
They couldn't even see God. See, there's a, there's a difference. Because when you and I begin to live our lives as, as people who, are, who practice faith, then we honestly become people who um, continue this idea of, of, of religion, this, this belief system. And what happens to humanity, what happens to all of us is that when we, our faith is limited to what we just practice and what we just believe in, and please don't misunderstand me, I'm, I'm making a difference between practice and lived out because practice is this idea of just, just, you just do this because you're supposed to do this. It's just ritual, it's just religion. See, when we begin to do that and when we put our faith in all the things that we know and what we have done and what we have in a sense become, then we start making limitations to, for other people to enter in. See, right there, they weren't excited about the guy being healed or the guy being forgiven. They were like, no, 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 technically, he, this can't happen. Technically, he's not supposed to do this. You're not supposed to do this. And see, that's what happens with churches. That's what happens with people. And so why is it important for me to mention this? Is because as you're becoming the kind of person God wants you to be, it's going to be so easy for us to be people who, to take what we've learned from Jesus and begin to, begin to just practice it. And when you just practice it, you put so much limitations on other people. For example, when the early church started, when Jesus was like, okay, when, when the, the church kind of, in an extent, exploded into being, there were some great things happening. But what was also happening is that they fell into this. The early church fell into this idea of practicing Jesus. The message of Jesus. In fact, in the book of Acts, it says here, when Paul and Barnabas were in Antioch of Syria, some men from Judea arrived and began to teach the believers. Here's what they taught them. Unless you are circumcised as required by the law of Moses, you cannot be what? You cannot be what? You can't be saved. You cannot be saved. Unless, unless, unless you are circumcised by as requirement of the law, you, of Moses, you cannot be saved. And you've heard this. You've heard this because you've been in places where people begin to put some limitations on and conditions on your relationship with God. Unless you do this, unless you do this, unless you believe this, unless you act like that, unless you do this, you're not really saved. And you and I have known traditions where you go, okay, if you don't speak in a particular, if you don't speak in tongues, if you are not baptized a certain way, if you don't do this or if you don't do that or if you don't do this, if you don't do that, you are not saved. And so what happens is when you have faith that's always about practice, it begins to limit, limit people. It begins to put conditions on people. And here Paul, at the end in verse 19, he says, he says so and so. My judgment is that we should not make it, we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles who are turning to God. Like, don't make this difficult for people. How many of you have experienced a, a, a kind of uh, coming to Jesus that makes it very difficult for people? How many of you have like, you know what, I go to, like, I, I, I used to go to this church or I was, you know, raised in this church and I have a lot of friends in this church, but uh, not this church, but the church you grew up in. And you're like, but I would never invite them. Like, I get people who go, you know what, hey, I'm inviting so-and-so-and-so. And so and so. I don't go to your church, but I know that I can't invite them to my church, so I'm sending them to your church. I'm like, what kind of nonsense is that? But it's true, isn't it? 
It's true. You're like, oh, you, you, there are some places that you've been a part of and some communities that you've been a part of that you hang out with them in events and prayer meetings and maybe even small groups and things like that. But you would not invite your other real friends to, with them. You're like, they should not meet. That should never happen. I got my church friends and I got my other people, friends. If they mix together, it's over. The secret's out. It's not, it's not, it's not happening. Why is that? Because that's a faith that's kind of practiced. It's limited. But now Jesus is showing us the kind of faith you and I are supposed to live. And that kind of faith is a faith that is not practiced. Because, see, see when, when that happens, church becomes like a club, and, and, and there's a membership, and people have dues to pay. Right? It really does. And that's why I'm like, I'm always, I, it just irks me about membership. I'm like, this is not it. This is not, this is not the teachings of Jesus. You see, but, but when, 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 when the church is a people, it's different. They kind of have this ownership and responsibility. And what they do with people is they, they actually carry people to Jesus. See, when you come to Jesus... When you come to Jesus, and it's all about coming to Jesus, which we've heard, hey, come to Jesus. There's songs about coming to Jesus. Come to Jesus, come to Jesus, come to the altar, come to Jesus, which is great, which is true. You come to Jesus, you become a Christian. But when you carry someone else to Jesus, you become the church. Very different. Very different. And so here, he's like looking at their faith going, now that's what I'm talking about. Figuring out whatever way possible to bring someone to, to the right place. So the question this morning is, can you and I be a little extra when it comes to our faith that is, in fact, not just practice, it's lived out. And that lived out faith is the faith that Jesus actually sees. He goes, now look at that. Now look at that. So what would it look like for you and me to go, you know what, who in our world needs to be carried into the presence of God? Because for some of us, you know this, um, there have been times in your life that you were broken. You physically couldn't walk to, into church. You couldn't walk emotionally into a spiritual conversation. You couldn't do it. You could not do it. And there was someone in your life that carried you in, that walked you in, that sat with you. There's someone in your life that said, you know what, I'm going to go with you. It's okay. Who maybe even sat with you and said, you know what, at some point you're going to be ready and I'm going to carry you in. And you walked in. And, there's, and you know this, there are some people in your life that if you think about it, they, they moved all the barriers out. They, in a sense, they tore up the roof, made a way for you to come in. And I see stories and stories of, of people like that. Of stories of people who go, who go, my life was so enriched because I figured out a way to make sure that so-and-so came and heard the message of Jesus. You see, it's not just, like, the, the good news is, you know, like, the good news is, is Jesus can save us. Like, when we bring, to be, you know, when you come to Jesus, you know, you get Jesus. It's, um, it's amazing. But, man, there's a great news, too. And the great news is you get to do that. You and I get to be a part of that. And so I just want you to know that that feeling that that woman had when she slipped the, 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 the uh, rental agreement and began to pray, that need lives inside each and every one of you. 
Because I know, I get text messages, I'll get phone calls, I'll get stopped uh, in the, uh, and so anywhere, at the gym, at the store, at, at, in the lobby, whatever, and say, hey, and, and this will be, it's kind of a warning, but it's a w whatever it is. It's like, hey, so my so-and-so is coming next week, so. <laughs> I'm like, so what? Behave? Like, what? what? What do you want me to do? They're like, hey, it's, it's always funny. It's always funny. Hey, or like that, the, the morning of, they're like, hey, my so-and-so is here. I'm like, am I terrible? Like, what, what's happening? What's happening? And you know, if, when you invited people, You've invited, when you have brought someone, and maybe it's like happening right now. You're like, oh God, it's happening right now. But like, so you brought someone, and you aren't, you don't even care about all the about your. You're like, is is the coffee good? It better be good. That coffee, you never know with that coffee sometimes, right? I'm like, come on, let's make that coffee good. Let's make that coffee good. Okay, we got a place. All right, let's sing some songs we all know. Come on, let's do this. Don't give me a little special song and we don't know about it. No, my friend has no idea. No idea. Don't get weird. Don't get weird. No one gets weird. Then you're looking around, looking around. Someone gets super excited at worship. You're like, shut it. Shut it down. Right? It's true. You're like, no, 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 no. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, the, the Holy Spirit is here, but calm it down, woman. Okay? We don't need this. We don't need this right now. My friend, he's going to freak out. Okay? I know it. I know, I was just talking to a person the other day. They were like, they invited family. They were like, oh my gosh, I gotta be careful. Like, we gotta make sure because I, my family thinks that I'm going to a weird church. <laughs> right? It's so important. The message's gotta be on point. It's gotta be good. It's gotta be good. You know, like, Naeem, you better make us laugh. Make us laugh. <laughs> like, do something. And then be spiritual too. Make us cry too. Like, do, like, like, what? Calm it down. I can't do all this. Okay? Why do you do this? You do this because you brought someone. You never think this when you just come alone. You never do. You're like, whatever. Okay, good. <laughs> right? That was a good one. But when you bring someone, it's all a big difference. You see, our, the kind of people we have to become are not people who just come to, come to Jesus. We have to be people who carry people to Jesus. Because that's when we're the church. That's what we need to do. And so who in your world needs a little extra from you? Those guys, they were a little extra concerned. They were like, we're getting, you know, they, they were extra committed. They were like, we're doing this. We're not waiting in line. We're doing this. They were, they were extra careful, interested, aware. It just, just, they looked up from their world and go, who, 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 needs, who needs to be carried in here? Who needs to, to, to be invited and not just invited to brought with, to sit with? Who needs it? Who needs it? Who needs to just be sold? Hey, hey, why don't you go watch this, this talk? Hey, why don't you jump in? Who needs to be in the chat room right now with you? You're online. They're online. Just say, hey, join me online. Who needs that? Who needs a little extra from you? Extra grace from you? Extra love from you, extra attention from you. What would happen if, like in, the, in, in, in this world, in, in our lives right now, we were just extra with people, just a little extra. And you know this, right? You know this. You know this. And you might not have never put it together, but you know what makes an extraordinary life, an extraordinary experience at a restaurant, in, in a place, extraordinary performance. You know what makes extraordinary things happen? When you take an ordinary things and you put a little bit of what? Extra. That's it. 
It's just extra to the ordinary. And it becomes extraordinary. So I think God's telling us to do that. I, I wrote this down. It sounds so preachy, but I'm like, I'm like, I was like, I was thinking, I was like, if you put the extra in the ordinary, God will put the super in the natural. I'm like, yes. I know, I know. Thank you. For those of you, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I come up with this stuff, and I'm like, ah, oh, nah. Nah, I'm not doing that. And so my other preacher friends are like, oh, write this down. I'm going to use this. It's not about that. But I will tell you this, though. I thought of this, and I'll close here. Um, I did think of this. Is that I thought of, like, this idea of bringing someone in, and I felt like I think God sometimes needs us to know that, like, when you, if you're walking through a hallway, and you're like, hallways are the most boring things sometimes, right? They're like, just get me to the other point. Some people are like, I don't, why do we even need this hallway? Just go from one door to the next. But you know what? I, I've, I thought, I wrote this down. I thought natural hallways in our life lead us to really supernatural doors. Like, I think there are some people in your life that you just need to take them through a very natural hallway, which means you just need to take them and walk with them through this season of life, and all of a sudden, the supernatural door will open up. But they just need someone to walk with them. So who can we walk with? What can we, what can we do? And for those of you who go, I mean, man, I've got my own other stuff in my life. I've got all kinds of things happening. Like I don't even know how to manage all the things going on in this world. And now also with this war with Ukraine and Russia, I'm trying to process all that. I just, I just, I just don't know. I just don't know. I mean, all I can just do is actually just come to Jesus. Like all I can do in my life is just come and just click on for myself or show up just for myself. I'm not quite sure if I have the capacity to bring someone else with me. And I, I get that. I understand that. But here's, I want to, I want to, I'm going to read you this passage in Matthew chapter 11. It's in the uh, paraphrased version. It's uh, the message translation. It says this. Are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. See, God's burdens are actually blessings. And sometimes like you carrying someone else to Jesus is going to be the lightest thing that you'll ever do. And in fact, it's going to be the most freeing thing you're going to do. It's going to might be the most refreshing thing that you and I are going to do. So what would it look like for you to be a little extra? What would it look like? I will tell you this. As a church, as we are rebuilding our, our, our church, uh, it's been really great because there have been brand new people that I did not know uh, before this pandemic. And now, man, they're just good friends. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad about that. And I'm glad that people are inviting people and, and moving us forward. But what that means, too, is that we, we have more things going on. And so we need to all jump in and help out. And so what I need from you guys is to make Mosaic extraordinary, I just need a little bit of extra from some of you to make it extraordinary. And what does that mean? I mean, like, I need you to help us with when we start this new service. 
Um, there's a lot of things that happen in the background. It's not just like, hey, another time. There's so many things happen from live stream uh, because we will go two services on live stream. So we have hosts that, in fact, are not just here. They're local and actually global. That we have people who jump on and they act like hosts. They're volunteers that we have global volunteers here, okay, which is amazing. And so we need to double those. We have M kids. We have M kids where we have to double we have to double the care for them. That means teachers in rooms and, and all kinds of things. We got greeting staff. Now, hospitality is a big thing for us. You know this. So when you bring someone, it's perfect. You know, we need help with that, right? There's a lot more people we just need for greeting. There's a lot more people we need for uh, worship, for production, for so many things. In fact, I asked our staff to kind of come up with a number, and they gave me 80 people. I was like, really, 80 people? Oh, my gosh. All right, guys. What was it? How many people? 80 people. 80 people. So, so God bless. Yeah, so, so here's, what, here's what we're going to do. I was like, 80 people? I don't have faith for that. But whew, we're going to try it. We're going to try it. So here's what I'd love for you guys to do. If you are not serving right now, and you're like, man, I don't, I don't know. Hey, let's help carry someone else. Let's create the environment for someone else. So why don't you look at this and go, you know what? I can serve. Um, I, can, I, can, I can do it. The good thing about Mosaic and when, you, when we serve here, okay, if you serve online or anywhere, the, the great thing about it is that uh, it, it's healthy. So like, So for some of you or most of you, you can actually serve one service and then attend another service. Uh, so that's a, a blessing because sometimes, sometimes people go, you know, I can't invite someone because I'm serving and yada, yada, yada. That would be amazing uh, that you can do that. Also, I mean, it's, it's a six-month commitment. And also it's like it's, it's, it's based on your schedule. We figure it out. And for some people it's like twice a month. And so it's extremely healthy. We can do this. How many people do we need? 80, 80 people. So here's what I'd like you to do. I want you, um, I want to pray for us. But I want you to think about it. I want to think about it. And, uh, and then uh, Pastor Tristan will come and give you some more instructions. So let me pray for you. Lord God, I thank you so much for um, this conversation that we're having uh, today. God, for some of us, we know that we've been carried in by someone else. We've literally been carried in by someone else. And so we want to return the favor. Someone else cleared the way for us. Someone else made a way that, um, that we didn't see. Some of us have people in our lives that have come in and they've, uh, they've really ha allowed us to have uh, right conversations. They've given us permission to ask some really tough questions. God, there are people in our life that prepared the way for us, moved all the stuff out God, I pray that we would become people like that. That our story would not be that, man, man, we, we came to Jesus and we, we experienced Jesus and we have a relationship that's so powerful. It would be that and, and we, we carried so many people to him. And the beautiful thing about it was, is that it was light because his burden is light. His burden is light. God, when you're working in someone's life and you're leading them to you 
When we join in that conversation, when we join in that journey, it's always light. It's always refreshing for us. And men, God, I pray that you would move us out from just being people who practice a religion. No, God, we, we live out our relationship with you. God, I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Mosaic Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more audio and video content, visit us at mosaicchurch.tv.